0: You're listening to the Renewing Our City Podcast, session number nine. You're listening to the Renewing Our City Podcast. This is
1: the podcast that will help you share Jesus and serve others in your own neighborhood and around
0: the world. And now here's your host, Matt Shaw. Welcome back and Merry Christmas, everybody! We're getting ready here in the U.S. Uh, to to celebrate Christmas, and I'm so excited for next week. I know my four-year-old daughter Lily's excited, and uh, everybody's getting ready to, with all the presents wrapped. With hopefully, we'll get some snow next week, and uh, we're gonna be able to just have an awesome, awesome time. For pastors, it's pretty cool because I know we're getting ready for our Christmas Eve services. And at my church, we've spent a lot of time getting ready because Christmas is one of the biggest times of year that people are going to come to church. So if you're a person listening to this, this is a great time to ask your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends to check out your church. It's really easy for us to, um, to not invite our friends to not focus on evangelism because we're so focused on our family and what we are doing for Christmas. But this is the best the best time of year where people are most likely to attend a church service or do something involved with service with your church. So just that's just a thought. I know for me, uh, I had a great week last week. We actually just got back. I was preparing for this podcast while we were in Orlando, Florida, visiting uh, Disney World Universal Studios, all that type of And uh, It was just a great time to rest and relax, rejuvenate before the end of the year, to have some time of reflection, spend with my young children, my wife, her family, and uh, my brother-in-law. It was just a really, really good vacation. The funny thing is, I didn't really get any rest and relaxation. It's really uh, just a go, go, go vacation. Uh, if anybody's been to Disney World, there is so many people from all around the world. It's really cool to see all the different ethnic groups. You might take the it's the small world uh, uh, ride, where it's the, the you know the original first ride of Disney, but you get to see all around the world, and it's so relevant to missions because we are trying to reach people for the gospel all around the world and it's just so cool because you go on that ride and they're singing the song and you get to see all the different people who are created in God's image. I was just constantly looking for missional ideas but one thing it did do is it got me out of my normal routine, my normal ministry routine where I can focus and really recharge my batteries to be able to get that fire, the passion back for my own community and what we're doing, and uh, I can really attest to that. Flying is always a, a joy with uh, young children, but we made it back safely, and I was pretty pumped to get back on this mic and introduce you to my guest, uh, Joseph Josepian, is my guest today, and uh, we recorded this uh, during uh, during the Voice of the Martyrs I Commit Conference in uh, twenty fourteen here. And uh, Joseph's the executive director of Hovzapian Ministries, and he's really been affected by the persecuted church for martyrdom for people who have really, uh, because of his religious convictions, treated him with harm in his family. And, you know, Joseph... Uh, in between his session, he was one of the keynote speakers, and uh, he sat down to record this, and I was just so grateful to be able to sit down and record this. I know Sarah Lu last week, in her uh, interview, in episode 8 of the Renewing Our City podcast, pastormatshaw.com forward slash Uh, you can see her episode, and it's also on the persecuted church in China. Joseph's actually from Iran. And uh, his father, Hayek Havsapian, was a leader of the evangelical church in Iran. And his father was killed for sticking up for another believer who was imprisoned. And uh, he was taken away. Uh, they did not know where their, their father was. And uh, uh, he was eventually found and identified by Joseph and his brother. Joseph and his brother continue the ministry today. And they had to deal with this pain of forgiving the people responsible for their father's death. And I I think it's just crazy because Joseph is all about impacting Iran for the good news of the gospel. And he, he talks about how Iran is a closed country with open hearts. The people of Iran, somebody told me actually today that they are the most likely Islamic people to accept Christ. They're so open to the gospel. And I just think that's really cool. Joseph's all about equipping and mobilizing the underground church through media that targets Iranian youth. Iranian youth are really the majority of Iranians today, and they're the largest population in Iran. So he targets them with media, and he does music, he does uh, uh, video, all this type of stuff. It's really cool to sit down with him. So after the interview, I'm going to talk about their award-winning documentary about his father in their ministry called A Cry From Iran. You're going to be able to find that at a acryfromiran.com I'll talk about that more after the interview, but here's Joseph and uh, here's my interview with him. Well, I'm here today with uh, Joseph Hovsepian, and, and uh, I'm sure I just botched that name really bad, so Joseph, what? It, why don't you uh, pronounce it right? Very good. No, it's, uh, it was a good start. <laughs> the name is Joseph Hovsepian and uh... Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, I have not heard of you since uh, this conference, but uh, you just gave a powerful message at the Voice of the Martyrs conference that I just listened to, and uh, your story just uh, really touched my life and really uh, gave me some passion. So can you just tell us a little bit about your life and your story?
1: Uh, yes, sure. First of all, it's been a joy actually being um, here today at your uh, church. Uh, I come from a, a background where uh, my dad was a pastor and I was uh, kind of born and raised in a very uh, strong Christian family, uh, having a great uh, role model like my father uh, in the country of Iran. Uh, since my childhood, of course, uh, because of being in a Muslim country and having Christian activities, we... Experience different kind of uh, persecution, and uh, at some point you start to get actually used to it and wow. it becomes uh, a part of uh, I think every Christian's life and much more a Christian leaders uh, life so uh, having some window uh, glasses broken at church time or people who would interrupt in the middle of the service were some of those common maybe things that I experienced from my childhood. Then, uh, the, when I was a teenager, of course, attending uh, Muslims uh, school, growing up with them and then going to military service. Um, and it was during this stage of my military service when I was 20 that uh, basically I uh, heard the shocking news of my th- dad disappearing. Uh, of course, uh, at first we thought that he uh, is alive and just somewhere for interrogation, but um, it took about 12 days to find and realize that he was brutally stabbed. Yeah. Uh, so that was a turning point of my life where uh, a lot of my uh, philosophies or even faith was uh, going through a storm and a lot of questions doubts uh, but in the same way it was the same stage that I could sense and feel a different side of God's uh, face God's love, God's touch which in fact was uh, uh, how can I say it uh, transferred to me uh, uh Uh, by many other believers that I came across during all those uh, months and uh, so this means a lot of church uh, members that we were surrounded by a lot of missionaries and uh, guests and representatives from different ministries from the west and many postcards that we received during that time and uh, in the service I showed a picture of how my mom uh, put about 2,000 Postcards, uh, in oh all our house and it just looked like a wallpaper but it felt like we were surrounded with uh, all these people's prayers and uh, lifted up by them so uh, we truly experienced the power of prayer and then the, uh, was the stage of forgiveness which wow. was uh, in fact uh, the focus of my um, talk today Uh, Forgiveness is a beautiful word until you put it into action. And in this case, uh, I wanted to put it into action because I wanted to do what the Bible asks us to do, forgive our enemies.
0: Wow, and I want to talk about that, but real quick, why don't you mention uh, the website, uh, A Cry From Iran, your, your father's uh, yeah. documentary uh, on his life that you guys created. Tell me just real quick what that's all about. Yeah,
1: the, the interesting thing was that when, we were, uh, when my dad was alive, uh, I had a small camcorder and I would travel with him pretty much everywhere. And uh, I would film him in uh, different settings, uh, mostly underground churches. After he was martyred, uh, I realized, wow, here I am with a couple of hundred hours of footage uh, and an untold story and a filmmaker. So (laughs) uh, as one of the newspapers wrote on his title says, "Uh, two filmmakers... Uh, an untold story a murdered father wow. So, and I think these three elements brought us together with my brother who is also a filmmaker uh, we put together uh, a documentary called A Cry From Iran which the website is also a com. and interestingly not only it uh, got the attention of Christian World but also it uh, won 10 awards at different film festivals that is so awesome <laughs> yeah.
0: So let me uh, switch directions back to the forgiveness. Uh, we have, I would say, a, a lot of misunderstanding or even hate or distrust uh, uh, from the news, from people uh, for in churches, pastors, not understanding the state of Iran. And uh, How can you forgive, and how can we forgive and be gentle yeah. towards uh, Muslims?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. You see, today I can uh, confidently say that I have forgiven my enemies, the people who killed my father. But still, the feeling of hatred sometimes comes back when I see Hamas killing other Christians and all that, Uh, and I realize I have to forgive again. So it becomes a daily practice. Wow. but forgiveness doesn't justify the acts of the enemy so uh, uh, that means that we don't open our borders for the enemy yeah. to come and do whatever they want to uh, kill and persecute so I think that's a very important word sometimes we feel just by saying the word forgive we give them a green card or a green light to do anything that they want but I think another important thing that we ask this about Iran, we need to know is that not everyone in Iran is a killer. Not everyone is a terrorist. Maybe the terrorists wow. make up hardly 10, 20% of the really? population and they are in power. But the rest. Uh, uh, a majority of Iranians today, but they are open to the gospel. Wow! I always say Iran is a closed country, closed land with open hearts. Wow! And uh, two, 20 years ago, if you would go to a lot of people, asking them if they would interest, be interested to receive a Bible or prayer or something, mostly they would say n- no. Today, nine out of ten Iranians, they wanted to pray for them. They would take the Bible from you. Sometimes they would take one extra for
0: their friend. That is so amazing to hear because people just... We don't get that message. We don't hear that. We hear uh, of all the, the wars and the problems and, and mm-hmm. the and the terrorism that's being birthed out of there. And what you're saying is totally contrary to what yes, I'm saying.
1: Yes, I'm, and I'm... I wish... Uh, uh, the media would share that news as well, but unfortunately, there is not that much benefit. They're not always on Christian part.
0: side, so, so, so um, as as pastors, mm-hmm. I know many of our listeners are pastors or lay leaders that really want to serve foreign missionaries. How can we best serve the persecuted church?
1: I think first and foremost by prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, me standing here and giving my testimony. Is uh, a proof that uh, our prayers work and uh, impact then engage and uh, because of time I cannot go into the details but I think uh, God has called each one of us for something unique and uh, I'm a filmmaker and I made several uh, films and music videos that can help this mission this purpose Uh, some of us uh, I know some people are pro- programmers, and they wow. write programs that missionaries uh, persecuted people. They can securely communicate through it. I, uh, I, I am, uh, Matt. I am not mostly the focusing on what we should do, rather than where the heart should be. I feel point. it's uh, if a hus- if a boy and girl are falling in love with each other you don't need to tell them hey on Wednesday nights please go and watch a movie (laughs) on Tuesdays go to ice cream place (laughs) and sometimes hold each other's hand it just overflows and I think uh, our main challenge is to connect with them once we connect with them and really care for them then I think God would lead us to next step whether that is financially get involved Uh, prayfully or many different ways. For us as for our ministry uh, of course uh, we have uh, times or people that financially get involved they support in what we do we produce 7 hours a week of uh, programming that is broadcast into Iran and it helps not only for evangelism but also uh, discipleship so people can grow in their faith we produce, we produce and uh, provide a lot of musical resources for worship and wow. uh, underground uh, church needs. Uh, then we have also cases that people financially cannot give, but they give something time-wise or skill-wise. Uh, they maybe do some advocacy yeah. uh, or even consultant uh, sure. So, Uh, That is also another way that uh, people can uh, get involved. And uh, praying for us, we are in the frontier. Uh, Of course, uh, the enemy's attention is also very much on us. Uh, Praying for wisdom that we don't do anything out of uh, emotions, uh, because sometimes, no matter how much I have forgiven my enemy, sometimes I still could... uh, uh, get that feeling when I see a lot of uh, evil uh, and persecution towards Christians nowadays so uh, we need always to do the uh, right move uh, the same thing applied when we produced a cry from Iran documentary the reason I produced it years after my dad's martyrdom because I didn't want it to be a tool in my hand to take revenge I didn't want the documentary to be now an attack towards uh, Islam and all that. I waited long and prayed until I was at a point where I want to tell a uh, just story as it is and uh, let uh, just people take it in and spirit work.
0: (laughs) Man, just sitting. (laughs) <laughs> listening to you, I'm around a spiritual giant here, man, and I I just appreciate you so much for coming on to the show and just listening to us, um, coming to our church. I just have gleaned so much information, and I'm going to be praying for you, and I hope this audience prays for the church in Iran and the persecuted church around the world. So thank you so much. Thank Joseph. you. It was
1: a joy to be here with you, man. Appreciate it, brother. okay God bless <laughs> you too.
0: What a great interview uh, with Joseph Hosepia, and I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did because he is really an awesome dude, and it was fun sitting down with him and recording the podcast because he's like he said he's into media, he's into video, he's into recording, and it was just really fun. He was actually giving me some tips on how to equalize my sound better, and and uh, you know uh, he's a professional music uh, recording artist, does music videos. You can Google his name. And see a bunch of stuff on YouTube uh, in Iranian. It's pretty fun to watch. But uh, a little uh, a couple comments on his interview. And uh, even though it was a shorter interview, there was jam-packed with so much meat in there. And the first thing I wanted to mention is, you know, for myself, I have a great Christian father. And I can really relate with Joseph. And, you know, my dad uh, loves the Lord deeply. He does a lot to further the gospel. And the thought of losing him to being brutally stabbed by uh, radical radical uh, people trying to uh, suppress the gospel is is something that's really, really hard to imagine. I know it's easy for us to say, oh, I would forgive. But when we're actually put in that situation, I know it's just so much harder to actually live out our faith. And that's why we really have to depend on the Holy Spirit and on prayer. Joseph made the comment of to keep on forgiving. And I want to encourage everybody to to remember that it's not like forgiveness just goes away he said it's not about reconciliation it's about forgiveness so even though he forgives those feelings might come back something might trigger that and he has to forgive again another thing that I wanted to talk about is the majority of Iranians are open to the gospel and they're not all killers that's that's what he was talking about that when he said nine out of ten Iranians today would take a Bible or take your prayer, and that's just uh, pretty crazy to imagine. Because on our news outlets, in our media, it's just not uh, depicted that way. We see the one tenth, and we look at them as uh, somebody that's an enemy. And I'm not making a political statement there. What I'm saying is, we need to take his advice. And what can we do? I asked, "What can we do for the persecuted church?" He says, "Pray." People in those situations are always willing to pray. They realize the dependency is on God. The dependency is on His will and His ways of leading by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, He says it's not about what we do, it's about our hearts. And He's more that we connect with the persecuted church, with missionaries at a heart level. And I think that's just so awesome. It's pretty radical because I think it's easy for us to think, here's what I'm going to do. And I'm always, when I ask that question, what can I do? What are my tips? What are my top 10 ways to be able to help them? And it's all about the heart, connecting our heart to theirs through prayer, through using our skills, through using what God has given us to help them out. That's really cool with his ministry. And like I said earlier, uh, Joseph Hof Sapien, you can find him at josepian.com. So let me spell you, uh, that out for you, wwwh dot ncom It'll also be in the show notes at pastormatshaw.com forward slash 009. And you can find uh, Joseph's award-winning documentary called A Cry From Iran at Uh Also, that'll be in the show notes as well. It's an awesome documentary on his father's life. And it's really that untold story of religious persecution in Iran. I would pick it up uh, in the show notes. You can find that, and it's uh, right under $10. There's also abilities to show that in your church uh, if that's interest to you as well. You know, if you could leave a comment on this episode and commit to praying for the persecuted church, I would love to know that just during the holidays. Who is praying? And I would love to interact with you as well on Twitter. You can use the hashtag at RenewingOurCity. Remember, the show notes uh, at pastormatshaw.com forward slash 009. That'll have all the information mentioned throughout the show. If you could leave a review on iTunes, I would love that. And I just want to say Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you just celebrate Christ, Jesus Christ, throughout this holiday season. Go out and invite a friend to church and just live for him. Thank you for listening to the Renewing Our City podcast.
1: Join us next week for another great episode. Visit PastorMattShaw.com
0: for more information and all previous episodes. Until next week, remember to share Jesus and serve others.